Welcome back to the Impactful Relationships Podcast. I'm so glad to be spending this time here with you today. Have you taken a moment to slow down, to find the things that you're grateful for and let someone else know that you appreciate them or appreciate something about them? If you haven't been able to do that today, slow down, take a moment and do that. Send a text message, send an email, make a phone call. You'll be grateful that you did. Today, we're gonna talk about parenting and we're gonna talk about natural and logical consequences in relationships, specifically parenting relationships, but really this applies to most situations. Now, natural logical consequences, these are terms that are thrown around often. There's different books written on them, Parenting with Love and Logic, uh, that's based off of a lot of these principles. And, right, you'll find these concepts. We wanna break down more specifically what these things can look like. So, natural consequences are the naturally occurring result of someone's actions, in this case, your child. So it's important that the child knows that they're responsible for their own choices and the natural consequences that could follow of this. Let's give some examples of what these things could look like. So against mom's warnings, um, the child, they leave their favorite toy out where the new puppy is gonna get to it. Puppy finds the toy and chews it up. Toy's ruined, it's gone and what's the consequence, right? The child's choice was they chose not to put the toy away. Natural consequence, parents didn't over-function for them. They did not put the toys away. Therefore, the puppy, the dog, destroyed the toys. And so despite the dad's urging, um, right, the, the dad or the mom, they let that happen. And now the child's gonna have to live with the consequence of losing their toy. Um, another example, so child, um, they choose not to bring their clothes down to the laundry room or to do their laundry or to pick them up off the floor. So the natural consequence of that is, well, clothes don't pick up themselves, so we're not gonna bring them down, so you can't wear your favorite shirt to school because it is still dirty. Um, these are just simple things, but you have to be willing to let your child fall through. Now, obviously this is, comes a different conversation, right? If it's something like safety comes into play, we're not gonna allow the natural consequence of safety come into play. Not gonna allow my child just to run into the street and well, we'll see what happens, see if they're okay. We need to respond and assure safety's there. Let's talk about logical consequences for a minute. Logical consequences occur as the result of a child's actions or someone's actions, and they're carried out by the parent or caregiver as a follow-up. So in essence, there's a consequence that follows a behavior, um, but before applying the consequence, this has generally been discussed with the child. And or afterwards, there's a way to connect the dots that they can see what's happening um, and why some why a result's occurring. So a couple examples of this. So in this family, there's a rule that in order to have dessert, you have to eat all of your vegetables first. So a child's choice. This child, they chose not to eat their vegetables at dinner. So a logical consequence would be child's unable to have dessert because of their decision. Simple, right? So here's A to B. This would be something you could talk about with your kids beforehand. This is a rule at our house. If you don't do this, here's the outcome. Or in the moment, being able to slow it down and talk with them about why they're not able to have dessert because of their choice before to not eat their vegetables at dinner. Let's give um, another example. So parents, um, they allow their child to use their car, like drive to pre-approved activities. You can drive to and from school or to and from work, different different things. So the child, 
they decide they're going to drive their parents' car to the football game without asking their parents' permission to use the car. Not a big deal. I was just coming home from work. I went to the football game right after. I didn't think I needed to ask you. Right? You can hear the justification and complaint of that. They took their car, parents' car, somewhere it wasn't supposed to go. So a logical consequence of this could be a child's not allowed to drive their parents' car for the rest of the weekend or for a couple of weeks. And so, it, again, it's connecting the dots between something that's happened, and they need to understand that. And you can also forecast, again, beforehand what the consequences of these things will be, and at times even get their input. And you could ask them, right? Let's go back to the car example. So in our, our family, we're okay with you driving the car to and from work and to and from school. If you were to do, drive the car somewhere else, we're not giving our permission because we're not okay with that, what do you think an appropriate consequence of that would be? get their input. And if they don't give anything that's reasonable or if they don't come up with anything, you can just forecast and say, you know what, I think this is what it would mean for us. Here's gonna be the outcome of this. And maybe at times, you'll know your child, maybe you don't forecast it because they know, oh, that's not gonna be that bad, I'm gonna do that all the time. So you have to be able to match, right, what's the appropriate consequence, that's the appropriate approach for your child. So let's look at some ideas when using these logical consequences. Um, as we've already talked about, they need to understand how their consequence is related to the misbehavior. Um, if you aren't clearly connecting their actions to the outcome, it's not going to be helpful. It's probably going to be more frustrating to them. And when they do have a link to the outcome, it's going to help them see that they have a choice and help them learn more decision-making processes. So make sure consequences are also age-appropriate. So for a younger child, using a timeout may be helpful. And a general rule of this is sometimes like one minute per age they are, for how old they are is how long a timeout could be. And give them something specific to do while they're having a timeout. It's not a punishment, I'm gonna see it in the corner, but here's a time to regulate your emotions. Read this book, or um, you know, sit here and play with these animals, or draw a picture. Something that helps them kind of regulate and process through what's happened. Um, and then again, when possible, allow them to choose the consequences uh, of the, the behavior, uh, the situation. So when doing this, again, when it's a safety issue, parents will need to uh, intervene. Um, that's gonna be indicated. The more you can offer choices, the more it's gonna help your child feel and control the situation. So even if there has been a behavior happen and there wasn't a preset logical consequence, offer them to them, say, you know what, here's some options that I would see. What do you think about this? What do you think would be a good learning experience for you? And help them choose and learn how they're gonna work through this moving forward um, can be helpful. And even beforehand, right, especially if it's with younger kids and this looks different for older kids, instead of saying, hey, you have to get dressed today, it can be, would you like to wear your red shirt or your blue shirt? or you can finish your homework and play with your friends, or you could choose to not play with your friends today, which is the best choice for you, and allow them to make the choice. It's not gonna work perfectly, it's not gonna magically change everything, but it is gonna help them feel like they're more in control. Next, make sure you're using empathy. Empathy is a simple way to think about it, it's the ability to put yourself in your child's shoes in this situation, or in someone else's shoes. Being aware of their emotion, recognizing emotions as a teaching opportunity, being able to listen and to validate your child or the other person's feelings and help them label their emotion, help them understand what it is they're experiencing and being able to understand how to work through this. Having a warm approach, it allows for connection with your child and allows your child to connect with their emotions while still holding queer boundaries to help them understand how to move forward 
and setting those limits. Now, if you're looking for some other good resources, especially for young children, some good books could be Parenting with Love and Logic by Klein and Fay. Another great book is Raising an Emotionally Intelligent Child, The Heart of Parenting by um, John Gottman. Those are both two really good books that'd be helpful with parenting younger children. If you're looking at um, dynamics with older kids, feel free to send me an, an email uh, at help, H-E-L-P, at impactfulcounseling.com. I'd love to connect with you, share some thoughts or ideas, or share some other resources with you. Now, as always, I appreciate you tuning into this podcast. This is not therapy. This is not counseling. This is not advice designed specific for you and your situation because I have no idea what your situation is. This is simply information and information that I hope you find impactful. Now, in listening to this episode today, there's likely someone that came to your, your mind. Take a moment, take a step back and think, who's someone that I could share this podcast episode with? And I'd encourage you to do that. Subscribe to the podcast. Review the podcast. We want to be able to help as many people as possible. Thanks for listening today, and we look forward to having you back on future episodes. Mm-hmm.